Okay. Checking, check, check, check. You say, speak words, say, 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 say. Yeah. Everything, okay. everything sounds good on your end. You've got decibels pumping on your end too. Sweet. Good. Uploading. Wi-Fi looks like it's working. Excellent. Um, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. I'll introduce you in just a second, but Jordan is sick. Um, okay. That's my co-host, Jordan Gleason. Um, she got sick like minutes ago. So she's... Oh, bummer. She's sadly bowing out here at the very last minute. Um, but yeah, you're you're participating in the first... Uh, this is the inaugural, the first ever uh, dad cast with just... Uh, just dads, dads only. Nice. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring you on for a couple specific reasons. Well, I guess we'll we'll hop in here. But listener, we've got. Uh, I it's odd. I feel like you're one of my oldest friends. But I mean, how long have we technically known each other? Would be twenty seventeen, maybe twenty eighteen. So four yeah. or five years. Four or five years. Yeah. But when you talk about volume, I think that's, I think that's the kicker. Cause, uh, I feel like, I, f I feel like it feels like we know each other so well is because for a couple of years there, we spent every, basically every waking moment together for that, you know, job that I've talked about on this podcast a bunch already for a lot of fun and interesting reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked about getting fired from the company that was not the company you and I worked for. Um, but yeah, we've, we've talked about a lot of stuff on the pod and you're, you're orbiting a lot of it. Um, but yeah, listener, you're, you're on with, uh, Taylor Meadows here. Uh, it's a product manager at neighbor, which is a really cool and exciting startup here in Utah. Um, Taylor and I worked together very closely for a couple of years and, uh, have remained close friends and confidants since then. Um, and today I brought Taylor on cause I wanted to have the first ever dad cast. Um, and Taylor is ready to share, to open his heart and mind and tell us what it's like to be a brand spanking new dad. Can't wait. <laughs> how, how far into this experience are we now? Weeks. We are two weeks. Yeah. He was born just a few hours later than this, two weeks ago. Yeah, two go. weeks oh man okay so backing up um you and your lovely wife emily you've been married a couple of years um getting through you know school and early career stuff and had this master plan of like hey we're gonna we're gonna make it happen we're gonna have a baby um you made that happen emily gets yeah. pregnant yep and then uh walk me through those nine months the phases of it, the reality of it, what's it like, um, slowly that ticking time bomb kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's, I think 
at first when you find out, you know, we were definitely both excited, excited about it. You know, we were planning on you know, having a kid. And so first emotions, once you find out you actually have a kid on the way is, is really exciting, but it feels really good. Yeah. yeah. We did it, but one day it'll, it'll come true. Right. Mm-hmm. Or one day it'll actually be here. And I think I was surprised by how quickly that time disappears. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's at the doorstep. Yeah. Nine months sounds uh, like a long time. It's even more than nine months. Technically, it's even more than nine months. But it's it, like, yeah, it's like 10 months, right? It flies by. It does, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think more than anything, um, we were both just at really busy points in our lives. Um, you know, during almost all of the pregnancy, my wife was finishing up her second year of her master's degree. And you know, with her professional project, it's similar to like a thesis, um, among everything else, all of her classwork, um, also, you know, working at the time, just a really busy time. So it was definitely adventure going through all of the emotions and, you know, the ups and downs and the physical changes, especially for Emily during Mm -hmm. pregnancy and, um, definitely interesting from the prospective father, perspective um yeah much more of a a bystander like a spectator role than i think i wished and i tried to you know involve myself as much as possible but it's definitely Mm -hmm. it's hard considering that as the uh as the father you aren't experiencing the same things more as directly as as your spouse is yeah so it sounds like you had some hopes and dreams or expectations going into it um, just because of who you are, like the level of support and empathy and understanding that she was going to receive from you would be levels that no partner or wife had ever encountered. Um, (laughs) That was the expectation. What, what ended up, what happened in reality and why? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. You know, I think, (laughs) I think in a lot of ways you find out that maybe you don't know how to help as well as you hoped you would be able to. Um, I think I experienced that a lot and more than anything, you know, I, I definitely consider myself someone who likes to, you know, empathize with people and and have shared experiences, but this is one where I couldn't share in those experiences. You know, it was very hard to empathize and help yeah. when I was very far removed physically from, from those experiences, um, mm-hmm. which made it definitely felt like I was falling short a lot of times, you know, in, oh, man. in how to yeah. help out and how to be a support person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it also feels, uh, I don't know, I'm just imagining Jordan being here, but I'm, I'm also just thinking, even saying that you feel like you're falling short because of just all the things that are lopped onto, um, you know, the one that's actually physically going through it and actually feeling all these insane dips, peaks and valleys of hormones and things. Um, that was a struggle for me too. It's just like feeling so many things and not feeling like this dude, it is not my time. Like this is not, not my time at all to say, however, what I'm feeling, what I'm struggling with like bury it deep down inside because there is like a much bigger fire happening right next to me. And I just need to be like consumed by, it sounds awful the way that I just worded that being consumed by the fire <laughs> that is my pregnant, my pregnant wife's emotions and hormones and um, things like that. But 
man, yeah, that was well, terrible. I think it's a, I'm leaving, it's a I'm leaving one. that in. <laughs> I think it's a great one to touch on because I think I learned the hard way uh, just by the nature of you know how life goes sometimes during I'd say you know one of the more stressful periods of mm-hmm. Emily's masters um, while she was also transitioning between you know, second trimester to third trimester of pregnancy all of a sudden I found Ooh. myself in a um, a job transition crisis where I was trying to mm. figure out you know moving from what I had been doing and had felt very comfortable in to new opportunities that, yeah, that presented new challenges, new opportunities, um, and more than anything, just new ways to grow. But with Mm -hmm. that came a lot of strife and struggle for me. And yeah, I, I definitely leaned into, you know, sharing and unloading a lot of that on Emily, uh, which later, you know, she shared with me, it was just like too much to handle, you know, it's very difficult time for her. She's already carrying so much. And, you know, I, here I am unloading, thinking that my life is at this massive, you know, crisis point in this big pivotal moment. Uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely learned that firsthand that it's so hard. Well, yeah. especially when you're as tight, like you, you and Emily are, are very tight. Um, and you, you share everything, right? I mean, yeah. The dynamic shift, especially for a first-time parent, I don't know if we've even mentioned that. This is your first child. Um, yes. Yeah, you were you were unaware of some of the dynamic shift where your job be, basically becomes like you become human egg crate, um, where you're just trying to soften everything, the onslaught, all the any things that could be stressful um, or harmful in any way. You're just like sponging all of it and trying to shield her from that um it's very challenging yeah especially in a situation where i was very removed except for a you know emotionally supportive role um as Mm -hmm. far as her you know her graduate work went um she definitely encountered a lot of struggles and challenges that she definitely didn't plan on or, or foresee I think most people probably wouldn't when they, you know, embark on a, a graduate program. And in a lot of that, you know, I was again kind of helpless in mm-hmm. being able to really help out other than being a listening ear. And yeah. Which I mean I did find was, you know, a huge value add, you know, for her just being willing to listen and, and talk through a lot of the challenges she was facing. Mm-hmm. But when the rubber hit the road, she still had to meet deadlines and she still had to deliver something when she had partners that just weren't you know, offering up what they needed to or meeting their end of the deal. Mm-hmm. And she was left hanging out to dry. You know, and a lot of that, I was, uh, I just couldn't, there was no whole lot I could do. And that was definitely difficult when I wanted her to you know, enjoy the journey of, of pregnancy more. And yet it was a, a time of, of very high stress and, and a lot of challenge for her. Yeah. I think fortunately yeah. that was a lot of the, uh, a lot of the challenge was more in, in school rather. I think she was lucky to have a pretty smooth pregnancy, um, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of women who have much more challenging, uh, pregnancies, you know, as far mm-hmm. as sickness goes, as far as the bodily changes and how that affects, yeah. Yeah. affects you and, and just a lot of those pains that fortunately she didn't, didn't have, but I think she was feeling a lot of struggles in uh, other parts of life in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it all just piles on. It does. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. And then she went from, I mean, delivering, uh, what uh, final papers and projects and things like that to delivering the baby. That's right. Yep. One delivery to the next. Yeah. It was about a little over a month. Um, or I yeah. guess, yeah, maybe, maybe between graduation, I think she actually officially graduated on May 12th and then the baby came July 12th. So I guess we had two months. Man. We, I mean, yeah, that, that last couple months is that third trimester. Second one's kind of like perfect. You're in the, the eye of the storm. Um, and then the third ramps up and, uh, we, with Della, our second baby, we were in between, we're waiting for our house to be built. It was supposed to be finished and it was delayed for a month or two. We're living at my mom's and my poor wife is trying to come to terms with, I might have to bring a baby home to my mother-in-law's basement because our house isn't going to be done. And then with a newborn, I might have to move with a baby that's days old, hours old. Um, So the amount of stress, oh man, the amount of stress in that last month or two was next level, unbelievable. We'll never, I shouldn't say this, but we'll, we'll never reach those stress levels I cannot imagine. I don't want to know. I'm sure I will now that I've said that, but I don't want to know what could cause us more stress than that, than that summer. It was nuts. Always something, right? Yeah. Not, we moved in. Yeah. We, else, yeah. yeah we, ended, we ended up moving in a week or two, two, I think two weeks before Della dropped. So yeah, here we are. I remember that we were just, we were just talking about uh, when we came out to visit you mm-hmm. shortly after yeah. Shortly after the new home, and of course, Della had arrived. Mm-hmm. I think we brought you guys some curry, and yeah, that was, you did. It was delicious. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, we owe you guys. We owe you guys a curry a curry drop. <laughs> we'll be back. I'm at my dad's house. Curry drop. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even mention that. Sorry, listener. The audio is the way that it is. I'm on my AirPods. I'm sitting on my dad's back porch uh, in California, where I grew up. You might hear horses, birds. Uh, yeah, lots of fun, fun, like kind of farm animal sounds out here in the boonies in Southern California. Um, I hear the oranges falling off the trees. Yeah, you might hear an orange drop. Um, we're surrounded, surrounded by it. It's a beautiful place. Um, anyway, so we talked pre, uh, and then we just talked delivery. Things went smoothly. You bring home happy, bouncing baby boy, right? Something like that. Yeah, I... I will say I was, uh, you know, my, I definitely deferred to Emily in a lot of the decisions as far as, you know, how we you know, brought our baby into the world. And she, she felt strongly about doing an unmedicated natural birth. And we did that at a birth mm-hmm. center, mm-hmm. Um, which for me was a really awesome experience. That's, that's when more than any other time I got to be very involved um, in the yeah. experience and mm-hmm. helping her through laboring and eventually birth, but man, it's yeah. a wild ride. It is. Dude, yeah. Uh, they teach you, teach you all those wrestling moves and stuff. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Yep. I'm doing my best. Uh, counter pressure. Best. Yep. Lots of counter pressure. And, yeah. but it is it's just such a wild ride. Like, unlike anything you can really prepare for you know, when you're oh, absolutely. in the heat of the moment and yeah. you know, it's the final stages of, of pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is yeah. really intense. <laughs> was there a point? We don't have to get into too many details just for Emily's sake. Um, but I warned you that there might be a point where she told you to go to hell. Was there a point where she said, get away from me, please don't touch me? You know, I prepared so much for that because so many people <laughs> told me that 
that you know she she could say yeah. do whatever she wanted and i just yep. couldn't take it personally and i had yep. mentally prepared for that yeah. because i'm a pretty sensitive person you know I, uh-huh. I think otherwise i would definitely be affected by that and surprisingly it just never came it was kind of wow. anticlimactic i was kind of waiting for that you know i wanted to see that that inner uh that inner fire maybe it's fire still boiling at me yeah right? maybe it's still boiling it's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> we're still waiting for it but. Yeah, there's not. I mean, this is nothing against. I hope that doesn't come across as sexist in any way. But my my wife was like, "I need you. I need you. You know, like you've got to be there. You got to be with me. You need to hold me." And then there was a point when she transitioned to those final stages uh, where something came over her and she yelled, "Don't touch me!" <laughs> and yeah. and I went and cried in the corner while the midwife gave me a hug. Um, it was so funny. It's funny now, but yeah, I, I wondered if Taylor, uh, dear listener, I wondered if Taylor was going to encounter something like that. Um, and he'd heard that from more than, more than just me. So I'd love to hear more. I want to hear all of the stories of the point in which partner turns on partner and, uh, just goes it alone for that last little bit and just can't like, cannot be touched. Yeah. I'm and fascinated you know, I, was, by it. I was ready for it. And it would have been totally justified, you know, after yeah. having been there, it, the respect yeah. and, and the love mm-hmm. for, you know, for Emily is just insurmountable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What you're, you're saying much better. Yeah, yeah. You're saying much better things than I'm saying. You're, 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 you're articulating this in a much more positive <laughs> way. <laughs> As per no, it's usual. Just, it's so, uh, so fresh for me, right? It's now, so fresh. Know. That's why I wanted to talk to you, man. I think, uh, yeah, I think the next couple minutes, I'm I'm so interested in learning. Uh, I think we've talked we talked a little bit about it. I had some thoughts for you here and there, but like, what what is the reality of it like compared to um, what you what you expected or what you thought it would be before? You know, like what's what's it been like, IRL, of having having our child now? Yes. Yeah, you know. I think you can mentally prepare. This is probably true of a lot of things in life. When you know, when you move into a new phase, that you can mentally prepare as much as as possible. But really, nothing nothing really compares it to the you know once it's like you're saying in real life. Once the child is there, and it's amazing. It's hard. Everything all at once, and it's just so different than anything I could prepare for because I just didn't really know, you know, what it would be like. Um, I think in a lot of ways, it's surprising how much you can care for and, and love a, a helpless limp noodle that, you know, mm-hmm. can't even do anything more than like breathe and, and poop. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's definitely every day is a, a journey. And I think I keep having these, uh, these moments of, wow, is this like, this never goes away. You know, this is something yeah. that we've committed to. And like, we, we have this child forever and, and the implications of that are, are very daunting. Um, are you looking into return policies and things yet? Is that what I'm hearing? No, not yet. No, it's all, it's all still fun and games. We've been, we've been pretty lucky with a pretty, uh, pretty good kid. I think he's, he's been easy, but yeah, I think, good. um, I mean, one, one good story is we, he was born at 11.07 on July 12th and mm-hmm. You know, with everything that goes into just labor and delivery and then taking care of Emily, you know, getting through the later stages of, you know, after he's born and getting her doing well. And then also 
you know, his newborn scans and weighing him and mm-hmm. all these different things you do. Basically, that was a sleepless night. That next morning, we came home and oh, I was yeah, so concerned. Birthing centers, yeah, birthing, birthing centers don't do like the old extra, like they don't let you hang around. They they were very gracious. You know, we could have stayed as long as we wanted, but they, yeah, they don't, okay. you, they don't hold on to you any longer than, than they feel mm-hmm. is necessary. So, mm-hmm. yeah, in our case, I mean, he was born at 11 p.m. and then... You know, naturally took a couple hours to, you know, finalize everything with the birth, uh, which is very surprising. You know, there's, there's a lot more that goes into having a baby once the baby's out. Yeah, man. Like, (laughs) yeah, gentlemen, if you want to know, we cannot go into detail on this podcast, but if you, yeah, if you don't know, just, yeah, please call me. I need, there's a lot I need to tell you. That's right. So yeah, (laughs) anyway, it was, uh, yes, I mean, we went home the next morning around 930, something like that. Um, which yeah. is great. It's great to just be home. And we took some mm-hmm. time, just, just us, just the three of us in our house, um, just to really soak it in. But first day was great. Got a little bit of rest, um, going into, I think mostly Emily got a little rest. I don't know if I did that day, yeah. but going into the night, I was so protective of making sure that Emily could sleep that as soon as Owen, our child started crying, you know, so concerned about her sleeping. So I just instantly jumped out of bed, grabbed him. Nice. And was just trying to comfort him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was great, great learning is chances are he was just hungry. He just wanted to eat, but I thought it could have been anything else. And so I'm in the other room doing everything I can think of to try and console him. This mm-hmm. goes on for hours. You know, I just want to let her sleep until about two or two thirty in the morning. I hadn't slept for like two, two nights at this point, almost. I was just strung out. I was at the end of my line. <laughs> and yeah. finally, I was just willing to go in and just say, hey, I think I think you need some food. I think you better do this. And, you know, the, the tides turned pretty quickly. But <laughs> at that moment, I was seeing uh, a very different fate. I was thinking, this this child is going to be so difficult. What did I What have yeah. I done? <laughs> what is my life going to be? Yeah, I had I had a very similar experience. And it was born out of that same desire to just be like, she she's gonna sleep and i'm gonna like put in the time i'm gonna figure it out oh man yeah i don't know were you so i mean this is tricky territory and you're in in almost every way you're you're a much better man than i um so i don't know if you were feeling uh actual anger at a newborn baby i don't know if you have felt actual anger or dare i say (laughs) rage um, I don't know if you got there that night. I was close. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was just strung out past. Yeah, you know, I was, yeah. I was probably on the point of. Uh, I was probably going to go mad right. pretty soon. Just go crazy. Yeah, and there's there's a thing my wife and I always joke about in the. They came. They came by our uh, our hospital room and they gave a presentation on. Uh, this is terrible, but I'm just going to go for it. But they came by, they came by the hospital room and they gave like a little spiel and like, Hey, shaking babies. Like, don't, yeah, don't shake your baby, please. Uh, and Tosh and I had like a, you know, six hour old baby. And we were like, what is wrong with people? Like, why? Like, how, how is this possible that you would ever, (laughs) that you would ever shake a human baby? Uh, and then I had the same exact experience where I was, trying to do my best. Tosh hadn't slept in like two or three nights. I took the baby and I was trying every way that I knew how. And they teach you like the obvious, Hey, 
don't shake this baby, but they don't mention this thing that's called emotional contagion. That's like a human reaction um, that when like someone else is feeling something very intensely, like it's actually contagious and you feel the same thing. That's why like when you're around someone that's stressed out, you just feel like, oh my gosh, like how am I, how am I so yeah. stressed? I have no reason to be stressed other than like the person next to me is so stressed. Um, and it's the same with babies. Like when they ramp up, if you're not really careful and very conscious of it, and if you don't know about emotional contagion, which I didn't, then yeah, I had this newborn baby and I was running on fumes and it was like four in the morning. And I thought I'm, I'm sending her back. Like I, I can't do this. And I remember I've never harmed a child. I've never wanted to harm a child, but I do remember putting her into her like bassinet or her swing and just like putting her down. What's the, what's even the word? It wasn't even like rough, like roughly it was, it was still gentle, but I was just like, I put her down and was just like disgusted. Get this baby yeah. away from me. I felt like a monster. I felt like an absolute monster. And then I called one of my best friends and he's like, oh, yeah, nobody tells you that. But you're going to want to do that, like, depending on the kid, like monthly. <laughs> All the things you learned by uh, drinking from the firehouse. Oh, man, I don't recommend Googling stuff. The other one that happened that was not Google related is that I went and did the bottle warmer thing where you, you put a bowl in this microwave full of water. Um, yeah. And you warm up the water and then you take the bowl out and then you put the bottle in the bowl and it warms it up. So you get hot spots and all that stuff, which goes out the window by baby number two. Cause you're just like, Oh my gosh, I just have to get this bottle warm. Um, but I put the water, I put the bowl in the microwave and I microwaved it for like two minutes or something and went to pull it out and didn't realize that I had forgotten to put water in the bowl. So I had just oh, microwaved, I'd microwaved an empty ceramic bowl for like two minutes and just grabbed it and singed the sound Taylor. It made the sound of singeing flesh. Goodbye. And tips. my hand jerked back and uh, I threw the bowl across the kitchen and it slammed into the wall and just exploded, shattered everywhere. <laughs> That's a fantastic story. I feel like that is uh, so representative of, the, these early weeks you're low on sleep <laughs> you don't know what you're doing you're trying to make it up yeah yeah improvisationally and mm -hmm. like i mentioned you're sleep deprived <laughs> yeah you know it's amazing yeah, yeah. They, they let us uh go home with these little cherubs and things that we can actually keep them yeah keep them alive and that that's the count <laughs> that's the counsel that we get at the hospital Hey, don't shake this thing. That's <laughs> so, it. You know, I, I think on the positive side, though, I have been pretty amazed and surprised at, you know, just being uh, graceful and compassionate with ourselves, too, and saying, hey, we yeah. can do this, and we are doing it. And a lot of things are more intuitive than, mm -hmm. you know, you can't really explain how you know or why you know or why you do what you do, but I think... You know, it's it's hardwired that it there's is. a lot of things that, that, that we do know how to do. And uh, it's amazing that so far, I mean, we had a, a checkup appointment today and our, our baby's gained, you know, like almost a pound. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's like, oh, there's, there's proof, you know, like he's, he's doing all right. And they're resilient too. That's two things they don't tell you. They're freaking resilient. 
And every change is like everything's so gradual. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. When they come home, they do nothing. They don't really move. They barely make a sound. I mean, they kind of aren't even alive yet. So I think that that's another piece of advice that I wish that I would have gotten from somebody. It's just like, hey, you're going to feel like this, like, oh, I don't know anything. But when the baby comes home, it doesn't really do anything. So it all it all right. kind of comes in waves. It is true, though, that as soon as you feel comfortable, um, some new, like, they unlock. It's like playing a video game. Like, as soon as you have this, like, you, my wife and I call them boss battles. As soon as you, like, fight Bowser, you're like, oh, sweet, man. I got all these new powers and things. Bowser gets new powers, too. And he's back, like, four levels later. And he's like impossible to beat because you have to level yourself up. Having a baby is just like fighting Bowser. Yep. So boss battles, your baby will hit them every four, six weeks. There's just like a couple of days that really suck. And then on the other side of that boss battle is like, oh man, my baby can do this cool thing now. It's actually giving something back to me instead of just taking and taking and taking. It's awesome. Got my... I'm due for a, a boss battle here before too long. Yeah, you'll you'll get there. <laughs> I think we've been uh, yeah surprised that it's so far been been easier than. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I really had my expectations, but I feel fortunate that you know we've made it through. You know we're yeah. we're getting enough sleep. He's sleeping great. pretty well. He's he's a pretty jolly kid. Jolly fella. That's right. It's <laughs> good. Um. Okay, I don't, yeah, I don't want to keep you too long tonight, um, but I do have a question. Like the last topic that I wanted to cover is just about balancing all of this new responsibility um, with work and what that's going to be like. I know you had some paternity, but it sounds like you are at the end or coming to the end of that. Um, what's it been like trying to shut out work and totally focus on home, but knowing that you are like a, uh, as a product manager, especially you're a plate spinner, like you're spinning plates over there and you're just all of a sudden, like, I'm just going to stop for a couple weeks or a month or whatever. And just like go focus on my family. Um, man, it's, it's so necessary, but yeah. What have you been feeling in the regards of like work and, and family stuff? Yeah. You know, it's, it's been crazy for sure. Um, I just haven't, really allowed myself to open that door much just because I know that this is such a unique time that I can just be Mm -hmm. present, Mm -hmm. Um, which has been amazing. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, the last time that I had time like this was after the job you and I worked together and I had basically a month of, you know, between some PTO, some unemployment, fun employment time. Mm-hmm. Uh, before starting my next job, you know, I really, that was the last time I had you know, such an extended period of time to just be away from work. Yeah. Um, and so it's been, it's been really, you know, healthy to recharge in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a lot. I'm working on a, a brand new product, um, you know, part of the business working on launching that right now. And mm-hmm. Um, I know there was just a big board meeting and basically the the part of the, you know, the business that I'm working on and launching was by far the the focal point of that Fun. meeting. You know, I found that out from, <laughs> from a coworker and, you know, just, just being willing to set that aside for now and say, you know what, I'm going to dive in. And if I just take this time, I'll be able to dive in with more, 
you know, fervor and just more earnestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just been important. And yeah, it's just, I wouldn't trade this time for sure for, for anything else. I'm glad we're moving into, you know, a new age in society and in the world where there's a lot more focus around the value of, you know, both partners mm-hmm. having the time that, that they need to, you know, help each other out to bond with each yeah. other, with the child, you know, forming a new, a new unit, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's like a rebirth of, of the family unit, which is, is really cool. Um, yeah. You know, I was reading in a, some, you know, fatherhood prep book or something like nice. that where they were talking about, it really wasn't that long ago. Um, I want to say it was in the last 40 or 50 years that, you know, I mean, there was a lawsuit over husbands not being allowed in the, in the hospital room while the, mm-hmm. the mother was delivering, you know, that, that yeah. used to be very much the norm. Um, yeah. Yeah. They were locked out, not allowed to be there. There was a lawsuit to try and overturn that, you know, father was super upset about it and lost basically is not, wow. not considered a, a right until recently, you know, we're seeing a lot of these changes and I just feel very lucky that I'm in a situation where, you know, I get this time. I know there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. who don't. Um, So I feel very fortunate and I'm glad that, that this wave is, is still, you know, this, this tide is still rising and I hope we can continue to see that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree completely. Like you said that, and I just imagine, I mean, I've been watching Mad Men, um, right set in the you know late 60s and uh yeah i mean all the dads are smoking cigars in the in the waiting room just kind of hanging out um if they're there at all which is just so shocking like hey you know see you later let me know how it goes call me if you need me i'll come pick you up <laughs> i'll come pick you up when you're when you're done when it's over um what a wild thing i mean yeah, generationally, like yeah. you said, we're we're so lucky. Um, even even medicinally, um, structurally, like infrastructure wise, like the fact that we had enough, um, we had enough. Uh, I don't know what's the word optionality. Like we had, we had the choice, you know. Like we we wanted a midwife, um, but we wanted to still kind of be at a hospital for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of thoughts, just like Emily does, opinions about the way that um, giving birth is seen as like a, or being pregnant seen as a medical condition instead of just like a naturally occurring thing. So they kind of treat you as if you are sick with something. Um, but we, yeah, we, I love that you guys went birth center. Um, man, so, so proud that Emily was, was able to do the natural birth thing as well. Cause Tosh did it with June, our first, um, but just being able to be this selective and to have this many options, they're all safe. Um, I feel like that's a brand new thing, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, absolutely. too cool. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And you know, one, one thought related to all of this, um, that I think I just mentioned, you know, to, to any listeners, just to anybody is that, you know, if you are a spouse of, of someone who, or a partner of someone who is, going to be delivering or giving birth to a child, like know that the event of the child coming is super exciting, but it is a, an incredibly big task and undertaking for your partner, you know, bring mm-hmm. that baby here and, you know, the role of support, just helping them after the fact is huge. 
Um, I think yeah. that is where a lot of this time has been most critical is for me to you know, devote my time to helping Emily in her recovery process and, mm-hmm. you know, helping her to take the time that she needs to heal and to, you know, just, just feel like she's getting back on, on her feet and in her yeah. own time. Um, yeah. So something to keep in mind. Yeah. Because there's so much, you know, especially in our society, there's so much focus on the new baby and that's so exciting. Uh, but really it's such a, such a massive event and that's so mm-hmm. really incredible, but also very, very, you know, challenging, um, for yeah. a mother. Yeah. I mean, we have Della, Della's almost a year old. She's 11 months old yesterday. Um, and Tosh just has such high expectations for herself, like physically, you know, socially, mentally, like everything. Um, but she finally read something that said, actually scientifically speaking your body your body really can't go back to quote unquote like what it was for about three years a lot of people think that it's a a lot of people think that it's a year and that's probably for like exercise and like rigor like you know you're running running half marathons and doing things you used to do but they said that you're you're like back to what you were um three years so it's tough. It's tough because the expectations for, uh, we both, we both have very active, um, wives that love physical fitness and things like that. And it's, uh, man, it's, it's so challenging coming back from something this, um, man, it's just overwhelming in so many different ways. Yeah. Like you said, yep. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, the thing that I struggle with daily is now just keeping the balance of working, working for a startup, um, working for a startup and not falling back into, we talked about this on the episode with our friend Mariah. Um, you have to listen to that one. I think you'd really like it. But Mariah was talking about how as a working mom, she, she has to sometimes like work really hard to make sure that she and her spouse are sharing, um, there's no clear division of like, well, home stuff is you because you do home stuff and I do work stuff because I'm at work. When both when both partners are working, um, man, like you've got to share so many of those. It's not clear cut. And a lot of times I will fall back to this mentality that's like, well, I'm committed to this startup and we're going to win big and it's so worth my time. Uh, but it's easy to spend too much time on it. It's easy, especially because I love the work, right? Like that's another gift and a curse, a double-edged sword of working in yeah. tech and loving what we do and not feeling like work is a chore. Um, it's really easy for me to overwork and to like, I hate saying it, it's hard. But yeah, it's sometimes too easy for me to let Tosh do everything that's not my work. Yep. Yeah, and these are all all will be new to me you know experiences in the next yeah next couple months years um yeah i'll I'll go back to i'll go back to work on monday so Mm -hmm. just a few days from now um Mm -hmm. it will be in a a remote setting um so i'll be remote for another month and then there's a lot of flexibility around remote uh, work as much as i need to but yeah i think even that is going to be an adjustment and especially going back, you know, into more of an office setting and not being around, um, I think that'll be tough for me. I, you know, I definitely love our 
our little boy and I love just being with him and, and mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to not be around as much. Um, I am also looking forward to, I'm sure it'll make that time when I am around you know, that much more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, I think that's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. I think for It'll the most part, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to catch up and stay connected. We do we do a, a good job. We can always do better, but we do a pretty good job of staying staying in touch and staying connected. Um, we do. But yeah. man, I'm I'm excited for you. Happy most of all, especially in this day and age when there's so many complications. Um, so glad that yeah, mom mom and child are happy, healthy. Everybody's home where they should be. So. Um, most yeah, most important stuff is yep. is out of the way, taken care of. We're here, and now it's just yeah. Try not to blow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, maybe we can we can check in uh, several months from now. And I'd love back. to. We'll you know yeah, <laughs> we're we'll, we'll have you back. Um, <clears throat> love you back with 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 Jordan here, so you can get to know her a little bit. Um, she's not that great, but you'll. I guess it'll be okay. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have you check in. Maybe do like a, a six month follow up, and uh, we can dig into all the fun and incredible things that come come at you in the next like six months to a year. Man, it's, it's a wild I ride. Even, I don't even know yet. Yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks so much uh, for your time. This was awesome. Loved it. Yeah, it's always great. What a chatting with chat. you in, in a a new medium too. I really enjoyed. Yeah. It. Yeah, now we're going to have, you know, dozens of people tuning in, including my mom, who's a big, big fan, big fan of pod. So she'll be Can't excited wait. about this one. Yeah, uh, we always wrap it up, though. We got to say uh, what we're uh, what are you up to the rest of the night? Big plans? You going to go climb a mountain in the dark or something? Not tonight. No, we're uh, we're watching <laughs> a, a Miyazaki film about uh, World War Two. It's pretty interesting. Okay. So we're going to finish that up. Send that over. What's what's it called? The wind, wind rises. The wind rises. Okay, sounds yeah. beautiful. Um, all right, you're watching a documentary. Not documentary. Is it a documentary? It's not. Nope. Okay, we're watching a movie. Um, we watched a movie last night. I think tonight we're gonna we're gonna go swimming. Night swimming. Uh, nice. Yeah, like we're like we're 14 again. It's gonna be great. Kids are asleep. We're gonna go for a swim and then hit the hay and keep working we got a lot of design system stuff that we're plugging away at this week that i'd love to talk to you about sometime too would love to yeah okay man well yeah give the give the family our best and uh we will talk soon all right okay take care everybody see ya bye